0: Hey guys, it's Tish. Welcome to Women Crush Wednesday, the official platform for us female business owners and entrepreneurs. A space for us to share our stories on how we're breaking generational curses and creating a new norm for our families. Each woman's story is unique and we can all learn and grow from one another. Sit back, take out your notebooks and let the journey begin. Alrighty, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Super excited for you all to be here with me today. Y'all, I am very, very excited about the topic that we're going to be talking about today and the young lady that I'm going to be um, bringing on. Somebody else, you know, another, a fellow boss babe that I have gotten connected with um, online. We're actually in the same city. So we have met before. And y'all, let me just tell you this. Like, she is me. I am her. Like, I feel like we are the same and so like we have gotten connected and I definitely um wanted to uh to bring her on here because I think she's doing some absolutely uh phenomenal phenomenal things and so uh Miss Asia are you there
1: I am yeah
0: hey girl (laughs) hey (gasps) All right. Awesome. Well, you know, I gave you like a little brief intro, but why don't you go ahead? Tell us who is Asia? What do you do uh, so we can get to know you?
1: All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Asia Matt. I'm the owner of Excel choice education discover develop achieve and I am a reading tutor. I've been tutoring for a long time since I was high school and probably about last year. Actually, I decided to take a step forward and open up a business. Um, the combination of me being in the classroom for about six years or so and just really just my knowledge on just reading and the importance of reading, I decided to cater my business in those avenues to struggling readers. Um, My ultimate goal essentially, I teach students the skills and how to master uh, reading, the tools that are needed in order to read and to comprehend. So I love it. me. Because,
0: girl, I mean, the English language is definitely hard. I mean, like, honestly. No, it is.
1: It is. Like, I'm
0: good with reading, and I'm good in, in reading and writing. But my thing is, is, like, I have the actual names of things. Like, I don't remember the names, conjunction, junction. I don't remember any of that. So I'm, like, right, the ways to the educators. Now, by profession, you are a teacher, right?
1: So I stopped because just with the pandemic, it's a lot of, a lot of politics, a lot of okay. the, there's a lot is going on. And I really just really wanted to focus on growing the business, honestly, truthfully. Okay. So I I just set away from it for a moment and I just wanted to focus on growing my business.
0: I love it. Well, there's a a life update there because, you know, we got connected. uh, We had a big, long conversation a couple of months ago. And so um, in the midst of all of that, I see you have made some changes. So congrats to you, uh, you know, on growing your, on your business. I love, I love it. Okay. So then we're going to dive right in to that. Now, are you, I just want to start, are you taking new clients in regards to tutoring
1: of course i am taking new clients um i did a lot of the one-on-ones but i'm only keeping those slots open for two or three people but i am accepting online tutoring clients from all over the united states so i'm not only just accepting clients in sacramento um if you're in texas if you're in dc I'm willing to accept you. Um, I'm moving from one-on-one to 100% online tutoring, small groups. And the reason why I believe small groups, small group tutoring is important is because any successful person that you know of has a team around them to help them be that person. Um, Michael Jordan, Oprah. Yes, they have natural talents, but they always have a team. Anyone that you can think of, They have a team supporting them along the way, whether that's a nutritionist, a coach, whatever they need to make them be the person. And that's how I want parents to view their children, right? Their struggling son or daughter that is struggling reading. Your child needs a team around them. And so the difference between your child or son or daughter being in the classroom is that the teacher doesn't have any control of who's in their classroom, right? You have the class clown, you have maybe the bully, just all these mix of different types of students, right? Whereas in group tutoring, okay, the person such as myself, we have, I have more control over the type of students that I want to welcome in this space um, in the group tutoring because it's so important to the environment or the students that are struggling readers in their learning.
0: I love that. And, you know, we, we talk about, um, we talk about teams, we talk about networking, we talk about collaborating in the adult aspect. Never mm. did it even occur to my mind like, okay, where, right. like, these kids need to be doing the same thing. Wow, I love that so, so much. And um, with the, the group tutoring aspect and and where, you know, they get to be amongst their peers and, and create that team. Wow, I really like that. And I ain't got no kids. That's fun. <laughs> I really I really love that. Now from a te- you were a teacher when the pandemic did start and so this has been, you know, obviously undocumented territory for all of us. What was so, oh, yeah. what, what were a few of like the hardest things from a teacher standpoint when this first came about like early March like when you were first in the mm-hmm. trenches with this?
1: It was a lot of concerns with those who were used to the face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. right because we know we have those students and even some parents watching this right now you know you're probably saying my son needs this this face-to-face environment right and even if some of the older students right some students you know they either skip or don't come and so now you're taking this away and it's like well what are they doing now and so really the struggle from i'm seeing with a lot of uh, teachers that you just have some that they're they're not showing up at all. Um and others are handling it very really well. Some people like it. A lot of the students have actually transitioned pretty well within it. They prefer online learning. You have some that really miss it. I miss being around their friends, the interaction. And honestly, students, young adults, they're not fully developed yet. We need that interaction. We are made for face-to-face Absolutely. interaction. You yeah. know, whether you want to deal with you know your employer or whatnot. We're, that's what we're, we're made for so I can't imagine you know students it's really frustrating you yeah. know um, I saw a few of the cases like on the news oh, I'm sorry news article that I've read you know uh, student communities committing suicide and things of that nature and it's just really tragic you know I would like for things to go back to normal but, um, I think that's over with. I, I think this is new. and This is what it's gonna, this is what it's gonna be. So, um, people like myself that are in tutoring, um, is definitely an opportunity for uh, parents to get their child on board, to get them caught up and, uh, just to keep them on track. Absolutely. There
0: is a, um, there's a Facebook status that I saw. It was a comment, actually. And I I feel like it will always be ingrained in my head. It was like, these kids really, like the young ones, I mean, they literally just went home one day and was like, never able to talk to their friends again. And I'm like, trying to imagine being, you know, this is like, you know, kids, I think her daughter was like, in kindergarten, you know, very young. And so it's like, you're that young and you're not even really fully able to comprehend what's going on. And then you have just gotten plucked out of your normal everyday routine. And I'm like, dang, I can't even imagine, you know, how hard that is, especially where I'm like, dang, you know, when I was that age, my mom didn't have everybody's number of like who I was on the playground with. So it's like, how can you even find your friend again? So I'm just like, my heart goes out to the kiddies. I'm like, it's, it's a tough time. I'm like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a tough time for us adults. So I, I know for sure it's a tough time, you know, for them. Um, One thing that I did want to go into is I remember in our conversation, uh, originally when we had first connected, we were talking about how distance learning kind of exposed parenting. It exposed Mm -hmm. parents Mm -hmm. and, and almost like their lack of parenting because Mm -hmm you know it was just like mayhem and and chaos when now the the parent had to be also be the teacher and so what are some some tips that um you can give parents who are still distance learning because i know every city state is is different so like Mm -hmm. i know some people are you know in school and and some people are still Mm -hmm. doing the the on are, are doing online now fully so What are some tips that you can just give to parents who now, you know, went from working to now having to be teacher, mother, maid, cook, like all of these different things.
1: (laughs) Before I get into that, I wanted to clarify just briefly what we were talking about when we first met the exposure, you know, dynamic and um, what we were talking about, what we meant by the parenting aspect. So what we were, well, what I meant by that was, um, you know, parents, you're used to Monday through Friday, nine to five, for example, getting your kids ready, dropping them off, you're going to work, um, you pick them up, go straight home, or they might have the after school program, then they pick up, or you got grandma or someone picking up your son or daughter, bringing them home, same routine or so, Monday through Friday, right? Then, boom, you know, it shakes the whole dynamic structure. You've either been laid off, right? You're no longer working, or right. you still have to work, but now you're literally everything. Now you're wearing these multiple hats, right? Whereas, as te- teachers in the classroom, right? We've had your child in the classroom Monday through Friday for about, give or take, between seven, eight, nine hours, you know, through the day from 8 a.m. to what, two, three something, you know, PM, essentially. Right. And parents are realizing okay wait a minute I don't know as much as I thought I knew in terms of math for example or this common core right that has taken over education or uh, reading or just certain subjects they're realizing okay my son knows what he's talking about or okay maybe I don't know as much right so that's on one end your child also has to work. You have to pay bills. Someone has to make the money, depending on your living situation. But you know, your child still has to be logged in on the computer because that's school. And by law, your child has to go to school. So you're juggling just this more hats, right? You're used to from what your nine to five being child free because you're off at work, you have your lunch break, after work, you might work out, then go pick him or her up from the after school program or from your aunt's or your grandmother's house right that's a huge shift yeah. for parents and through that right and i'm just naming a few things and i'm sure parents that are watching yeah you can attest to some things like yeah i've realized a lot of things about myself right <clears throat> kind of like what we were touching on you know it's it's just a crazy year 2020 is definitely in the books Girl. Uh, in the-
0: <laughs> for, you know. for sure yeah I mean it's a it's a crazy dynamic for for every every person in in each situation so it's like each right. each perspective you can you can touch on and so I think it's just I mean it's been hard obviously for for mm-hmm. everybody but then it's like those yeah. I feel like it's almost even harder for the parents because it's like okay mm-hmm. now you're the provider now you have to be the the educator and it's like Everybody kinda you know I didn't go to school to be a teacher. I mean, I can't even imagine like trying to teach mm. math or reading to a kid, so I mean, no, my hats literally go off to to educators and 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 the parents right now at this time too now for um when it comes to to tutoring and 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 working with with children, what do you think are are the benefits of tutoring because as we are, like I said, I don't have kids, so I really don't even know, like, how right. these school years even go with this online learning thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do know is that as more kids are still home, uh, tutoring may be an, you know, may be an option and may be something that parents want to look into. So, um what do you think are the benefits of getting a tutor? Uh, should everybody have a tutor? Like, do they need to be struggling to have a tutor? Touch on a few of those things for us.
1: Okay. Well, one, there's definitely a misconception in tutoring that if you're struggling, then you need a tutor. And if you're not struggling, you don't need a tutor, and that's not the case, right? right? Um, it's like, think of it as insurance. Right, Mm -hmm. health insurance you might be really healthy you don't have health problems but you have it you make sure you get it right Right. and a life insurance okay you're super young you might not feel that "Mm, i'm not dying tomorrow but you have it for just in case measures and if you have a child that is successful you know in academia across the board go ahead and get them one yeah still you know there's always room to be you know improve if they want to go if you if you what they're going to school Right, those SATs, ACTs, they count now. As of recently, a lot of schools and colleges they have knocked that off of their application. Really? So that means, yeah. So that the personal oh. that means yeah, their personal statement is being strongly looked at now. The letter recommendations, the personal statement is being strongly looked at. Um, but it hasn't gone across the board yet, right? That some schools are still they're still requiring you know the GRE or SATs, ACTs, things like that. Um, as far as the benefits of tutoring, well, if you're concerned that your child is being left behind through this online learning format, right, it is good. It's a great investment. Okay. Mm-hmm. It takes the pressure off of you as the parent because you want to be the best parent, mom, father, et cetera, provide your child what he or she needs. And if they're struggling in their academia. Sometimes I can bring about, uh, you know, lack of confidence, low self-esteem for their child because they feel like they're the one in the class that doesn't know. And let's be honest, nobody wants to be called on and they don't know anything or never know, you know, the right answer. Right. Right. So it definitely gives parents that peace of mind and that comfort that their child is being supported routinely. Time. I love that. It's almost like
0: um, maintenance. I have a, a good friend of, of mine that I got connected with online. She's a, um, a therapist. So shout out to uh, Dr. Vanessa Roberts. She was saying, I'm comparing this to like therapy because therapy is like one of those misconceptions where you need a therapist. Like if you're like completely sliding downhill in the dumps yeah. and sad when she said like anybody can have, you know, a therapist and, and to be, you know, maintained. And so when you kind of that's the the perspective that I'm thinking when you think of tutoring because even I had the miscon the, the misconception like oh, okay well you know I don't really need a tutor because I'm getting A's like why would I I need a tutor but it's um it's good to see like okay well we want maintain, to maintain that learning and um and continue as they go into college if that's the route you know that they take or
1: whatnot. Right. Um now Oh, um, specifically in reading, because I I did used to teach all subjects, well, math, reading and writing, but I wanted to narrow down and be, and focus on one subject. Okay. Reading in everything, even adults, we have, we read everything. I don't think there's a day that goes by where we're not reading. Right. Okay. And looking from your child's eyes in their science classes, their history classes, what are they doing? They're reading right? You're reading everything. So if your child is a struggling reader they may not be able to do the math problem because Mm. Common Core deals with a student's ability to analyze and really dissect and explain how they got the answer. So when it comes to these word problems your child might be stuck because they have a hard time reading and understanding what the word problem is asking of them, right? And we can apply that to science, history, etc being able to comprehend what is being read. Um a statistic 2019 34% of fourth graders struggle to read proficiently mm. in California. And that's just that's just in California. Wow. And looking at a, just the fourth graders, right? So when you're, you're you have a child in kindergarten up to third fourth grade those are really crucial crucial from kindergarten third grade or so, right? They're learning how to read, okay? After that, it becomes they—they're learning to, learning to understand, right? They're reading to learn, right? So it's real crucial in anything, whatever you're teaching your, your child. It's so crucial getting that into them at a young age, whether they're watching you read, whether you're reading to them, because it, they just hold on to it just like a sponge. So after that. After third or fourth grade, they're reading to learn about certain topics and just going in depth and how to apply uh, just certain concepts. It can be a struggle, right? If they're already a struggling reader or if they didn't get that extra support that they needed in first grade, second grade, et cetera, it's going to be much harder. And there are middle schoolers and even high schoolers who are struggling readers, I mean, 10th grade struggling reading at a, you know, elementary school level because they either just didn't get that necessary support that they needed at that early age. So I'm real passionate about reading. It ties into everything. Don't necessarily have to go to college if that's not what you desire, but being able to read. And again, the statistics, it just, it shows and it just goes further, right? Reading is just, it's just, it's just so important.
0: Man, Thank you, thank you for breaking that down because um it, wow um it's like the the building block of all education because I, when you you know said like okay, well, when you think about the math or you think about the science and it's like it might not be that they don't understand math, they just might not understand the reading portion, and now they're getting confused, and they're not going to be able to to, you know, really identify what, what's going on in the problem because they, they, they don't understand. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Reading is definitely, uh, that building block, um, of everything. Now, when, um, reading now, one thing I did want to touch on is, um, any tips for people who have young children? Um, cause I remember, you know, the, one through five minds are like open and so one thing that I think we probably need to normalize is just making sure that the parents are like you know you're just taking a hand in in educating your children as well I just this is my personal opinion Mm -hmm. but I just feel like um, somebody who's gone through the education system you know from kindergarten through I have two degrees it's like Mm -hmm. we definitely want to make sure that we're Having a hand in um, in our children's education. One thing that I vividly remember with with my own mom is, uh, you know, I had every single learning game that you could probably think of before I even started kindergarten, and really just instilling, you know, the reading um, before I started school. And I think that's so important. And so, is there any mm-hmm. tips or uh, things that parents can do when they do have young children? to, to help them with the reading early
1: on? Well, one thing that I can say is that your blueprint for any child is what the parent does. Mm -hmm. So kids, you know, we learn if you think we're not watching, if you think children aren't watching you, they're watching. They hear you, they see you, right? You might go in and check to see what they're doing and you go off and say, or do what are you doing, but they hear you and they're watching. So the actions and things that you do, they're watching that. And you essentially are their blueprint for life. Wow. Right? So it's like you tell, for example, Oh, always say you're pleased. And thank you. Okay. Manners get you far, but in turn, whether you realize it or not because sometimes we can do things and not realize it you may not be mannerable mm. okay so although you're instilling and saying all these great things all these things that a child should hear, hear etc when you're not doing it right that that it's it's it conflicts right yeah so it's important to make sure if you're saying these things do it so you want your child to read Right, they should be able to see you reading, right? Because then they'll read. Typically, children were gonna love what you love, enjoy doing, right? Yeah, they're gonna have their own things that they like and their interest, right? So just make some time and show them that you're reading, right? My, as I was a kid, I remember my 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 memories go as early as two years old. That's how far my memories go, and. I was adamant about my mother reading The Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat was my favorite story. My mom, she was a nurse, so she worked, you know, the hospital, and I waited up for her because I wanted her to read the story, and it was it as daily, but she read to me, though. She made it a habit of reading, and she read. Oftentimes, I saw my mom read the Bible a lot, but nonetheless, she was reading. You see what I mean? And yeah. so, I wanted to read. Okay. So I remember the scholastic books, I'd go ahead and get books. She would buy whatever the books that I wanted and she would allowed me to read. So I think that's really important. Model the behavior to model what you want your child to do and be consistent with that is really key.
0: Wow. I think that's super helpful. Um, mm-hmm. what, um, what ages do you, do you tutor? Is it, uh, do you have a specific range or mm-hmm. is it all, what, what do you, what do you help? Who do you help?
1: Okay. Right now I do have a lot of fourth and fifth graders that I am helping read and comprehend. Okay. Um, for more inquiries, uh, I will open up other grade levels, but that was really the book. I was getting a lot of fourth and fifth graders This is when I was tutoring math and reading and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took that and said, okay, well, the majority of them I'm already helping with reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it'll be easy transition. Yeah. I love it.
0: Um I love that. Now do you help with um ACT and SATs or are you just strictly niche focused um on reading now?
1: Okay. I am strictly I'm strict focus on reading. Um if i get rec- if someone comes my way they refer me my way then i don't have any issues assisting you know parents or that child with their ACTST when the reading comprehension aspect um but i'm definitely open to that but okay. so it's definitely reading focus is really getting those reading skills up yeah, absolutely. So, if your child is, you know, so if the parent had, does have a child that is struggling with math, right, maybe it's possibility that you know, just kind of examining where their reading level is and what they're able to comprehend. Because I also throw in uh, just in terms of math examples, take a look at math problems, dissect those again. Reading it to understand, reading to learn, and read that comprehension aspect. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. Um now I, I do like how you touched on um, you know it 's obviously an investment um, mm-hmm. and I just when it comes to investing, um, this is just something heavily that that I speak on uh, you know to to my audience mm-hmm. all the time about the importance of investing not only in yourself in your business but you know your children too and and you know we we buy you know them toys, we buy them clothes, them shoes, and it 's like We definitely need to, anybody who has like, you know, issues with like price or things like that, it's like, we got to really just um, reevaluate the things that we make um, a priority because you're, like you said, I mean, reading is essential and and I didn't even realize how essential it wasn't until this conversation. I mean, obviously I knew it was important, but it's really the building block to everything. And so it's like, you definitely want to make sure you are willing to make those investments, you know, into your, your children. So, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I've never personally had a tutor. And like I said, I had the misconception Mm -hmm. that it was like, you only needed one if you weren't doing well. So, I mean, I always did pretty well in school, but it is good to know that it is for, you know, maintenance purposes too. So I love that you touched on that.
1: I love that you touched on that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um I now this is not something I don't advertise or put out there or when I um let's say when I do screenshot or show testimonials, um I have a few adult clients. Okay. I just want to touch on that for a moment because I wanted to share a particular story that I had. So, one of the parents, this is one parent that I I used to Uh, deal with or tutor. Um, She wanted me to tutor her daughter in reading. And she opened up and shared with me that she couldn't read. And I was a little, I was like, oh, and I, to myself, I was a little taken aback by it because she worked with uh, contracts. I think she was a, a mortgage broker, I think. And obviously you have to be able to read and this is this this is no joke this is I will never forget this story because it did touch me but it really opened my eyes about some things and she was breaking down she was crying and this is in person we met the library doing a conversation and she shared with me that her husband she shares okay she shares information like with her husband to read I guess the the contracts or read with the things that she's unable to read. And she's talking and speaking as if, you know, she's reading and she knows what's going on things like that. And I was just like, first of all, it blew my mind because I was like, (laughs) that's serious dedication, the love, the connection, just being able to work together like that as a team. Yeah. And it got me a little emotional because one, she didn't even have to share that with me. I would have never known at all. I would have never known that she couldn't read and she said that she wants to be an example for her daughter but but she also said that you know she just felt that she it was just embarrassing you know being that okay I'm an adult and I have a child I want her to read but I'm I'm struggling modeling this and of course you know she had her own personal feelings about her being able to read and her where she was at her reading level and I was just like I didn't know what to expect. You know, when I meet people, you never know what to expect. Right. <laughs> but I definitely, I, I did not expect that. And that story, it sticks with me. Um, you have a lot of adults that don't know how to read. And although some are successful without a doubt, you know, others that struggled with reading or struggled in academia were either lost to, you know, streets or gang life or in prison because, just not being able to read and just the level of support that either they didn't have and the environmental factors, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I'm passionate about what I do because I remember, I noticed like just trying to figure things out on your own. Yeah. And so with this generation coming up, they too may be figuring some things out on their own or maybe it's the parents themselves just trying to figure it out and I'm doing this, pay the bills, make sure they're fed and maybe some other needs, you know, quiet as kept may not be being, being met, but I definitely relate on that level. And, um, it's just important. So that story really, it just sticks with me and it's always just a reminder for me just why I do what I do, you know? Absolutely. That is,
0: wow. That is yeah. That's crazy. Dang. I, I can't even, I honestly can't even imagine. Can you touch on, can you touch on some of maybe some like negative, um, like things that would happen, like say if like a kid didn't get tutoring, like what are some of the downfalls that, you know, maybe experienced if, you mm-hmm. know, you didn't get the, your child, um, help in in. um, mm-hmm in a subject that they needed help on
1: mm-hmm. right well we all want you know our children to be confident yeah. you know have high self-esteem and things like that and so oftentimes you know children feeling just embarrassed mm-hmm. or they say they might not like a subject but really it might just because well they're embarrassed or they might get teased on it right mm-hmm. we all want to be good at something so those same children will rather focus on what they're good at and they might bypass something. But when it comes to reading, right, you may not. And the the woman that I spoke with, the woman that I, at the example I told you, she ended up getting lucky um, in her position. However, she ended up, you know, getting this done, right? She ended up, she was lucky in her position, but oftentimes, when students they're not good in academia or in a particular subject, right? They're skipping school. They're getting involved in things that they shouldn't be involved in because they too, they want, they want somewhere where they can fit in, right? They're where they're either just welcome, not judged, where they can fit in somewhere where they know, oh, I'm good at this. And if there aren't certain supports at home, right, maybe, you know, a family that can support their child's interest in I don't know, playing the violin or basketball or something where they can fall on that. If not, they'll typically make their own means of, you know, a substitution. And that may not always be a good choice. Right. And I've seen a lot in education systems, typically the ones that are just, you know, the students that are either, you know, disrespectful or out and about in the streets and things like that, they're ones that may not do so well in school. They may lack that guidance that at home
0: so So it's like a tied in hand in hand cosmic type type thing now um any tips on so say a a child is struggling and then we have a, a parent especially in uh this pandemic you know typically if a child was struggling they would be you know with the teacher you know all day every day and then um you know, the teacher might recommend to the parent like, hey, this is an area that Timmy is like struggling in. I mean, I'm sure they probably can do the same thing, but like with the parent being more at home with their their child, is there any like good questions that they can ask or things to kind of like pry to see like how their kid is doing in, in certain subjects to see like, okay, like maybe they aren't doing so well or does it just come from, you know, the parents being more involved in the actual education so Mm -hmm. i'm i know it's hard but i guess it's like Mm -hmm. as a parent you kind of have to find that balance right now Mm -hmm. as your child is more at home so
1: oh yeah definitely so in excel choice education i talk to the parents to get in contact with their child's teacher because obviously i want to see what's going on in the classroom from their perspective and you know Some students, some teachers have had that child last year, et cetera, so forth. So they're a great resource for me in terms of how I approach them and how I deal with them. And so one thing I noticed is that some parents will say, oh my gosh, I didn't know that he or she wasn't doing his work. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, so these parents, same parents have to work. They're not always, they can't be over the child's shoulder 24 seven or like that. So I would say making time where there's a schedule or you put it in your calendar where you want to check in with your classroom teacher, because granted, right, the teacher is not able to follow up, you know, on a daily with your child or with you, right? Um, depending, Depending some places, they might say, okay, we're supposed to follow up X, Y, and Z, but things happen, you know, they have a life too. They have families as well. So again, it's just, we all have to work together really essentially to uh, get the results that we want. So definitely I say on um, the parent makes just some time where you're reaching out to the student, just following up on things or where you're making some time stepping into the Google classroom, seeing what they've done, uh, what needs to be completed, things of that nature. Um, some parents that are stay-at-home moms, I've noticed that they're a little bit more hands-on. Obviously, they're at home right. with the kids. They're not really, they don't have to necessarily worry, worry about work and that nature. But for those that are working, yeah, it just takes just a little bit more effort on their part to ensure that the child is on task and if they're doing what they need to do. So typically when that happens, um, I might check in, you know, going online. If I'm facilitating, and that's something that I used to do too, I used to facilitate online learning. So I would be there in the home with some parents and help their child either just stay focused or give them tips okay take notes this is what we're doing I can see how they're learning what they're doing and then offer just some assistance points fix it restructure things like that so I think that's important because at the end of the year or when the semester is over with parents are like wait what they haven't been doing any work and it I I can see these reactions are genuine right (laughs) you know they have no idea (laughs) So that's another issue. Some some students, they're not turning in their work, they're not doing their work, and they're emailing me asking about extra credits so they can move on and, you know, not be left behind. And so that's a whole nother conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Conversation.
0: No, I, I think that's, I think that's super helpful. Because again, this is, you know, new waters. And like I said, you know, I, I can't even imagine working and having a kid that's, you know, going through this this online learning. So definitely thank you for those tips. Mm-hmm. Now, when it does come to tutoring, how often do you typically meet with um with uh your either group or your your one-on-one? Is it weekly, mm-hmm. two times a week? How 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 is it vary? What what is it like?
1: So with my group tutoring I meet Monday through okay. Thursday. Okay. okay. Meet for about an hour and some change. Um, for the few people that I do have in person it is an hour I say some change because I want to make sure they understand or we're wrapping up something I don't like to rush it and oh hours done yeah. We're good. Yeah. so the reason for the Monday through Friday repetitiveness right being repetitive intentional right we're getting on a schedule it's becoming you know the norm etc so Monday through Friday they see me on a daily this is what we're doing Monday through Friday right in conjunction okay with your online I'm sorry Monday through Thursday in conjunction with your online learning so
0: okay I love that and I I, I think you know repetition is key I mean that's one that's how you learn learn anything and so I, I think it's super important that it's just it's kind of like working out like, all right, I'm going to go to my tutor today. Like, all right, I'm gonna go work out today. And so I'm going to go my brain. (laughs) So, so, um, I, (laughs) I love that. Now, what are your takes on, um, the, when it comes to kids in this day and age, like in the school system and in college, because I mean, I think we're the same age, you know, I went to school, we were instilled with, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, Mm -hmm. like, and so on and so forth. And so Mm -hmm. as an educator, what is kind of like your thoughts? Like, do you think it should be that, you know, straight lines? Should we, should children kind of have like, pursue more of their passions? Like, what's just your personal opinion on it?
1: Well, I'm honestly an advocate for, there's more than one way to be successful. I mean, to just say, you know, here's, this is the path. This is it. It doesn't make sense when, especially children are exposed to media and uh, the internet, mm-hmm. they can see clear examples of people who didn't just have this one path. Right, right so right. it doesn't make sense to say, this is it right mm-hmm. here. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's important that parents just cater to what their child is just naturally good at right your child is not going to have all the answers in terms of what they want to do what they want to be right but what you can do is just be supportive in that aspect and cater to we all like to know what we're good at right okay we all like to know what we're great at what we naturally just covet to etc so yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know I, I, from personally I believe that's just the, one of the easiest things mm-hmm. about parenting I don't have any children by the way I meant to say that earlier yeah. but just being around kids just mentoring and teaching etc they just get so excited about something that they know how to do you see that your child likes putting things together okay cater to that he likes putting things together OK, that can translate into whether he's the architect, um, something tech wise, figuring something out. I mean, it translates into other avenues. Right. Yeah. So you really don't know what you're raising, honestly. <laughs> and so just catering to what that child is good at. He or she's going to remember, like I said, my earliest memories are when I was two years old. And I remember a lot of things. I remember how I would just cater to just certain things that I just was naturally good at. And it was just that's what she did. Um so that's just really important. Yeah, I love that. You know, just being
0: present and mm-hmm. um in your child's life. Have you, I don't know if um have you heard of I recently, well a couple of months ago, I had got educated on these schools. I don't know where they are. Um I don't even know if there's any in California, but they're these schools where they they cater to what your child is actually good at or, or has a niche for, and then they build a, a whole curriculum based on what they're good at. And have you,
1: like, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't- I do, I do, but I just can't remember the name. Like, I read a few oh articles God. about- Yeah, I, I wanna say, what's
0: sticking in my mind, is I wanna say it's called Freedom School, freedom schools or I'll okay. have to I'll have to look I should have looked it up before I, I got on this call. But mm-hmm. I wanna say it's called Freedom Schools and I thought it was the most genius thing ever. And I feel like I mean mm-hmm. I, I don't know what new our new normal is gonna be, but mm-hmm. I do know that this current education system, in my opinion, mm-hmm. ain't it. And so I mm-hmm. think that you're catering to what some, a child is actually passionate about and then like cultivating that and, and having that grow. I mean, I think that that is absolutely amazing. So I don't, like I said, I'll have to Google it. Like, so if you're listening mm-hmm. and you're interested, Google it, but I just think it's a, it's an amazing concept. <laughs> like, I
1: mean, no, wow. <laughs> it really is. The education system is outdated. Yeah. You know, you can look into a lot of fields and a lot of careers they're evolving and changing but education stays the same right i mean this system education was created in the industrial industrial age okay we sent kids to work (laughs) then eventually it was like oh wait what are parents going to do parents need the jobs so boom there goes the education system put the kids in school parents get the jobs back it's old yeah. it's it's really old and we really have to do away with a lot of, all of it needs to be thrown away <laughs> i'm not a fan of it i um i eventually desire eventually i want to go overseas and just teach and get that kind of exposure and things of that nature but yeah, yeah. and so because the way the school is designed i'm sorry no i was like throw the whole system away <laughs> yeah and so the way that schools are designed, right, even without saying it, just looking, it's school, okay, test, college. Yeah. Right? You may have that educator that is encouraging you to go after their dreams and things of that nature, but just the way the school system itself is designed, mm-hmm. it's almost it's designed on those premises, yeah. right? Multi billion dollar agency, you know what I mean, and so it's up to you as a parent to cultivate their child's skills, right? You don't have to, you know, let's say if you yourself don't have many degrees, etc., doesn't involve that, you know, just finding out this is what they're naturally good at. I'm gonna nurture it, I'm gonna do my best to nurture it, okay? I may not know a lot about X, Y, and Z, well, I need to go find out who's really into that and get my child some more exposure in tech or my child, more exposure in this, et cetera. I love love that.
0: Now, just from a a past educator and, and, you know, now tutor, uh, obviously education is something that you've been involved in for for very long, just on an opinion base, like, how do you think the education system should be designed uh, since this old way that's still the current way is no longer in my eyes effective so how do you how do you how would you design it
1: i like the take of where you have some institutions they are catering to the child's interest what they want to do um i come across the students that are extremely stressed out when it comes to school mm. and I don't think I've seen so many students be stressed out behind school like you're you're 12 like what you know what I mean like, right. you know, no, honestly I mean that's their life and of course they're going to have their ups and downs and their struggles but the level of stress and honestly I just think that's coupled around with you know their parents expectations and of course you know are going to have parents are going to have high expectations for their kids. Right. And then it's like expectations of themselves. But then sometimes it can turn into, you know, I don't want to disappoint my mom. I don't want to do this. I don't right. want that. <clears throat> and oftentimes parents, we have, well, parents have the ability to want the, not only what's best for their child, but in a way, like when they parent, it's, it's like, well, I wish my mom was more harder, was harder on me in school. Mm-hmm. So in turn, because they wished for that for themselves, well, you know, I'm going to make sure that my child does this, make mm-hmm. sure my child does that. And what I found is, and I'm saying this, and, and just your honesty, you know, I've had students just have conversations. I mean, any educator, and you can reflect back to when you were in elementary school or junior high, you've had conversations with your educator or brought some things to their attention. Because sometimes at home, just certain things can't be discussed or talked about among the parents, because you might have a particular passion and interest in this, but mom or dad are just like, no, you focus and you're going to school. And this is what it is, right? So in terms of an education system, I'd like to see more, I would like for it to be more AI based, really just, I mean, (laughs) I, the future is tech. I mean, we're in the tech age now, but it's still evolving. More things are going to happen. Yeah. Things that we've probably never thought of or seen before is going to take place. And really, I believe it's going to impact education on a whole new level. Um, just preparing students for the present world, not from some old outdated system that we're not in anymore. That's just not helpful. Yeah. You no. Know? So that's that's really how I envision a lot of just... AI really taking the horns of education and taking it by storm. Really, the whole system needs to be demolished and just yes. start from scratch, really. I mean, whether something is birthed overseas and brought to the United States, but it just yeah. really needs to focus on the child's skills, what they're good at, or just really honing into what's getting right what happened because autom- automation is taking over, Yeah. okay? These factory jobs, warehouse jobs, a lot of these jobs will be non-existent. Okay. Very true. So you and as a where does it leave these generations that are coming up behind us? So definitely skill based, like learning certain skills and it's really helpful. I mean
0: absolutely. And you know, I remember I remember when they started implementing, you know, the, 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 different tests that we had to take, like in third grade and, you know, mm-hmm. eighth grade and ninth grade. And I'm just like, then it becomes to where, like, now you're not even learning anymore. Now your, your sole education is just so you can pass these tests. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, the, I passed the test, like now what? And I just feel like, mm-hmm. I always just think back to myself because I feel like I'm literally the person perfect example like straight A's every single grade like but then like when it came to life skills I'm like uh you know what what's going on where's where's the test in that like you know they they started taking out all of these these things where they deemed unnecessary or you know parents should be teaching at home and they took it out of the school and just focused on testing but it's like where are these tests going like what do they help us with <laughs> like I mean you know the the test didn't help me get into like any of these schools. the test that I took into you know third grade and ninth grade it didn't help me it like I don't know I just I'll always feel some type of way about the education system I like I like you said throw the whole thing away like just start over um But yeah, I think it's, I think it's important. I think it's important that we had this conversation just because it's relevant to Mm. current times. Like there are a lot of parents, I know a lot of moms um, are are probably going to be listening to this like, yeah, dang, like what are some, some, you know, things that I can start implementing? Like, how can I be better? Every parent wants to be a good parent. Like, you know, they want what's best for their child. And so it's just finding the resources that are going to best, help them and, and give them that advantage. So as we wrap this up, is there anything you want to add? All of your mm-hmm. contact is going to be, you know, at the end of this video, but is there anything else that you want to add to the parents in regards mm-hmm. to tutoring education, any tips that you want to throw out? Okay.
1: Well, I do do, I do provide free consultations to parents in terms of what's going on, how your child is learning, what you can do and, Absolutely. good free screening to see if you're, if you are interested in joining one of my cohorts, um, working with my amazing students, um, you can feel free to get in contact with me. I am on ExcelChoice underscore EDU on Instagram, Excel Choice Education on Facebook. And my contact information will be at the end of this video. Get in touch with me. I'll be more than happy to chat with you over the phone. I love doing consultations. I love meeting the parents. You guys really are the heartbeat of your child's life. You really are the blueprint. And taking that step and reaching out and getting that extra assistance and help, if that's what you need to do, then absolutely do it. So... (laughs) Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I love that. And you know, I'm
0: so glad we were, you know, able to connect again. I just I really appreciate you, you know, coming on here. Because like I said, I think it was a definitely much needed um, conversation that that needs to be had. So uh, I appreciate it. And we will definitely be talking soon. <laughs> we will. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Absolutely, it. <laughs> girl, I'll talk to you later.
1: All right. Bye. Bye.
0: And just like that, it's a wrap. I appreciate every single person that decided to join us today. I pray you receive value to be able to take that next step to the life that I know you deserve. Get your pens, get your papers, right? I'm about to drop all of Asia's socials. So she can be found on Instagram at ExcelChoice underscore edu. Her Facebook is ExcelChoice Education. Her YouTube is ExcelChoice Education. And if you would like to email her, you can do so at info at excelchoiceedu.com. Guys, I love these type of conversations. I love being able to provide the platform to have these type of conversations, right? If you know somebody who's changing the trajectory in their life, in their family's life, I want to connect with them. I want to hear their testimony, right? Go ahead and send me a message at wcwthepodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com and I will see you all next week.